I grew up the rural Alaska equivalent of an army brat. My dad, a white guy from Toke, and my mom, Koi Kanathabaskan from Caltag, met at UAF, fell in love, and had me. My dad was a teacher, and so we moved around a lot during my uh, childhood uh, for his job. Toke, Fairbanks, where I was born, a short stint in Shishmaraf, fish camp in Caltag, and we finally landed in Huna on Chichigoff Island, west of Juneau. Now, I don't think I really need to regale everybody with the horrible statistics about alcohol and the bush. My parents, God bless them, shielded me and my siblings from the worst of it. But you couldn't deny its truly devastating impact on my family and friends. I could tell you stories tonight of heartbreak and loss, but they're not my stories to tell. But I can tell you that growing up, I strongly equated being Native with being an alcoholic. And I was ashamed. And so I emphasized the white side of my family. I wrote all of my school reports on my brave Viking ancestors that came here from Sweden and crossed the Atlantic Ocean and made their way in the wild, wild west. And when people would ask me what I was, I'd be like, oh, I'm Scandinavian. Like, look at me. Like, I'm clearly not <laughs> Scandinavian. <laughs> and I never told anyone I was Native. My goal was always to get out of the bush. And so I was your typical overachiever, studied my butt off, and somehow managed to land a scholarship to Dartmouth College. When I got to Dartmouth, I tried really hard to fit in with the cool kids. You know, the sorority girls, the Kappa Kappa Gammas, the Tridelts, the frat guys, the jocks, but it didn't work out. I don't look good in popped polos, unfortunately. <laughs> and so there I was, alone and lonely on the East Coast and in dire need of friends. And so I decided to go to my first Thursday night meeting of the Native Americans at Dartmouth, affectionately nicknamed NAD. <laughs> and when I got to NAD, I was so surprised and delighted and frankly in awe that I fit in really well there. That I had people like me in this world People who, yes, had the same background I had. They came from reservations, they came from big urban areas, from rural areas. And they had a lot of the same things and struggles that I had seen growing up. Struggles of poverty, alcoholism, loss and lack of opportunity. But they had something I didn't have. They had such pride in being who they were being Native. And Nad started to give me context for the things I had seen growing up. That alcoholism doesn't just exist in a vacuum. It comes through decades, if not centuries, of trauma. And something has to happen to somebody to make them turn to it. And as I listened to my fellow students and heard their stories, and listen to them talk about their homes, I became curious. I realized that despite growing up in rural Alaska, 
I actually really knew nothing about being Native and about my own culture. And so I started devouring this, the coursework that the Native American Studies Department offered. So every Columbus Day, NAD has a tradition of going out onto the green. Our drum group, Akampan, sings. We stand around them. And we try to bring some dignity back to a holiday that has taken so much away from Native people. This particular Columbus Day, we were out there. It was dusk. And we were singing an honor song. And two drunk frat pledges burst into our drum circle and started doing mock war dances and war whoops. Wahoo wah. And I was horrified. I had never experienced such a blatant attack and racism in my life. And it should be noted that Dartmouth was actually founded in 1769 for the education of Native students. And it used to have an Indian mascot, but the college officially divorced itself from that in the 80s. But certain bastions of the alumni body and the student body hang on to it in a perverse form of tradition. We complained to the administration. The frat boys got a slap on the wrist. And we all went on with our lives. From there on out, the term only continued to get worse. For homecoming, Dartmouth was playing Holy Cross, and the football frat decided it would be a really good idea to make t-shirts of a caricature of a Dartmouth Indian receiving oral sex from a crusader. The administration debated uncovering the Hovey murals, which are these huge wall-sized murals of Dartmouth's founder, Eliezer Wheelock, going into New Hampshire to try to tame the Indians with large barrels of rum. The crew formal, the crew decided to have their formal that fall with the theme, Cowboys, Indians, and Barnyard Animals. And for good measure, I was at that formal when it happened, and I even saw a sexy little Eskimo, so they didn't forget about us. <sighs> and after every one of these incidences, we complained. We let our voices be heard, but the administration really didn't do anything. And I don't think I would have survived that term if it was, wasn't for NAD. They became my family and my shelter against these attacks that I had never really experienced before. Because keep in mind, I was just discovering who I was and who I was as a native, and yet I was also having to defend myself against these attacks at the same time. The straw that really broke the camel's back came after Thanksgiving, and the irony of the holidays on this story is not lost on me. When the Dartmouth Review, the conservative right-leaning paper on campus, published their fall edition, and on it was a large picture of a Plains native scalping somebody in this position with the headline, the natives are getting restless. And the lead story on the inside nads on the warpath. And the article detailed why we were too concerned with political correctness, that the administration shouldn't listen to us, that the editor had a native friend, and he said it was okay that the Indian mascot was still around, and that we should be honored by the Dartmouth Indian mascot. The campus went up in an uproar. A rally was literally organized overnight. And the next day at the rally, the solidarity against hatred, 
Every other student group came to our defense and denounced the actions of a few students. And I realized that though the supporters of the Indian mascot might be a very vocal and a very well-funded group, they are in the minority, and that Dartmouth was a place for me. And so, it's ironic that it took these extremely racist events to help me find my pride in who I am. But there's something about being attacked for who you are that makes you realize that who you are is worth fighting for. So if you saw me on the street today and you said, who is that Scandinavian yet vaguely ethnic looking girl? <laughs> and you asked me who I was, I would say something like this. Dointa, Agatha Erickson, Souza, Gahdo Dana Eslan. In English, that means, hello, how are you? My name is Agatha Erickson. I come from the people of Caltag, and I am damn proud to be native. <laughs>